The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. Uh, I'm in for Sylvie. Sylvie's gone. Yurko's gone. So they said, come on, come in the water together Friday yeah. afternoon. You know who else is here? Tom Thayer. Tom, Tom Thayer doesn't yeah. go to Hawaii for he the bye week. Are you kidding? He's watching tape. Hey, one more thing as we we bring Tom into the conversation. Just to, And I've always been probably a bigger Dak fan than most. I don't think he's Mahomes. I don't think he's Burrow. I'd probably still lean Josh Allen, although I can nitpick some things in Josh Allen's game. Since 2018... A minimum 1,000 plays, 45 uh, graded quarterbacks. Dak Prescott's top eight in EPA, in adjusted EPA per play and EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. Top eight. Like, you know, 99 career quarterback rating. Let's not forget that he's been a pretty damn good quarterback. And he was awesome last night. Yeah, His MVP good. odds went from like, you could have had oh, yeah. it at 12 to 1 before the game, 4 to 1 this morning. I was, was actually thinking night. about making a bet on that, but I'm still like reluctant because they are dominant at home. Yeah, they are. And they really don't have a good... I think last night's win was the best win of the year for them. Before last night, they didn't have a great win on their run. No, on their and, and, and like that's a 6-5. and five. It was a 6-5 and five Seahawks team with a quarterback who's banged up. I just need one more to and cash running Dallas out. over ticket, Tommy. That's all that okay. matters. That's over 9.5. That's all that matters. Listen, I had the Cowboys given 5.5 and, and over 27 <laughs> oh, total you, points you for them. I needed the field goal. <laughs> I thought it was crazy, but you needed it. Let's uh, get out to the CarX tire and auto guest hotline. He's with Waddle and Sylvie every single Friday at this time. He's brought to you by UI Health. He is the one, the only Tom Thayer. You're not going anywhere sunny for the, what, are you still uh, breaking down film? I, I, yeah, well, you know, there's only one time throughout my career I did go to Hawaii during the bye week. Uh, I had all the information set to me um, when it was a different time, but uh, no, I didn't get a chance to go, and I enjoyed uh, spending some time here listening to all you guys, and I hear that you pulled a Steve Harvey last night in the contest. Yeah, yeah. Car- <laughs> we, uh, it was described. On the, Tom- that's just word on the street. Yeah, Tom, it was bad. Tom, I, I, we were, some were saying that we got robbed. We didn't get robbed because the voting was all on board or, or above board would, or would be the better way to say it. But Carm, you know what? He did us wrong. I did. I didn't yeah. mean to. Tom, I swear I didn't mean to. I was handed a list. This was just like the Oscars a few years ago. I'm handed the list. And I see their name at the top. I didn't pay close enough attention to you the, were drunk. Maybe because <laughs> of the vote tally to the right. And I just said Waddle and Sylvie. Their react. You would have thought Waddle just won the Super Bowl. Yes. I, I swear to God, Tommy, you yes. would have thought he won the Super Bowl. I gave you guys both a like double barreled bird, <laughs> like was- coming from the <laughs> hips. From the hips. It was incredible. And they're like, no, no, it's not them. They didn't and win. And then Sylvie was real. I think he's still he's still haunted by it. He was pretty bummed, yeah. He was oh, bummed. Boy. Uh, oh, boy. Did you go back and, uh, and watch the film of uh, Monday night? That's a tough one to rewatch, Tom. It is. You know, I always watch the tape after the game because there's, I, I, I take notes throughout the course of the game, and I like to either reconfirm what I, I wrote, down, wrote down or, uh, or I want to re-see um, some of the big plays or some of the plays that I have question marks about. And then today I sat here and I watched the last Detroit game because mm. I wanted to clear some things up and look <laughs> what was going to go on with those guys. 
So what did you what, see? Yeah, right. What's the big takeaway after rewatching it? Which game? The, the, the Minnesota game. You know, the Minnesota game, I just wanted to see them make improvement from the first time around. And they really did a good job because when the last week when I was talking uh, to the guys that were on that, uh, you know, they had 113 yards passing. They gave up five sacks. They looked kind of inept from the very first play of the game in terms of struggling against uh, what Brian Flores was trying to do to them during uh, their approach to the line of scrimmage. And then he changed a lot of things during the cadence. And I think the Bears were able to... um, have a really um, nice first drive out there and, uh, you know, making sure that these guys knew that they weren't just going to be uh, a straight drop back passing attack, that uh, Justin was going to move around a little bit. And so I think that already put, always puts a little apprehension in a blitzing guy like Brian Flores because if you blitz up the A gap or the B gap and now Justin Fields is on the edge or he's rolling out to a, an open receiver, it, you know, makes you a little bit reluctant to blitz. So I do, I do think they made um, significant improvement. And the environment was uh, pretty hostile in the, at the beginning. So they were, you know, well organized within the tempo of their snap count to, you know, keep things intact in that way. Tom, I, I speculated that they tried to handle the blitz with the receiver screen as opposed to like back in our day, our hot reads, you know, were slant routes or slant outs or whatever they were. Um, how did you interpret why they ran so many tunnel screens? Am I right by, by suggesting that Justin had the ability to, if he didn't like the, the, you know, the count, he could go out there and why not a deviation from it in some way? Well, you know, I think, first of all, you didn't want Donnell Hunter to come in and beat you. You know, he's on the, he's in line for having an all-time sack high for his career. I think if he gets two more, he gets a $2.2 million bonus. And I do think that if you are going to, if you feel that you might be susceptible to crowd noise in the blitz, and DJ Moore is a super tough exterior tackle. And if you can get a good block by EQ St. Brown or right. Darnell Mooney, a tight end for that matter, then you're talking about turning those one-yard passes into a 10-12 first down yard gain. And, you know, Jeff and I were talking about this because I think Courtney Cronin had a stat about how the average length of a pass by Justin in this game was such a short distance. I think they need to come up with a stat that lateral traveled passes – and then that what they were able to accomplish. Because when you're talking about T. Waddle and Carm, if you're on the left hash and you're throwing a pass out to the right numbers, it's still traveling about 25 yards. And you needed to do it immediately out of the quarterback's hands after he gets the center quarterback exchange. You need to avoid the rush of the exterior rusher, outside linebacker, or defensive end. And then it needs to be precise. So if you do get a block on the outside, it has positive yards attached to it. So it's not the simplest way to go about business. You know, we grew up in an era where we had uh, screens that involved offensive linemen as blockers, not necessarily the wide receivers, but that's the way they go about business now. So, um, you know, it's, you know, DJ Moore still did a really nice job with a couple of those. Tom, I wasn't totally down on the fact that that's how they tried to negate some of the pressure for the reasons you mentioned. It wasn't just DJ. I think DJ caught six of them and, and four of them were for positive yardage. A couple of them were big plays. 
And Mooney's the one, one of the one they threw to Mooney. If EQ makes the block, he could have gone all the way. I just wondered why maybe not fake a pump to the, to the, to the screen with the guy who's, you know, feigns blocking and then goes deep. That's the only question I had. I didn't think it was a horrible approach. It just felt like you could have done more with it. Well, you know what? The, the one I was disappointed in is, you know, there was one early in the game that they threw to Cole Komet. Yeah. And then Cole Komet turned in, inside. Was it first the play, cavalry. wasn't it, Tom? Was it first play of the game? Was it, it, yeah, I know it was one of the early ones, okay. first or second play of the game. But, you know, he turned inside to where all the enemy was coming from rather than staying outside mm-hmm. and challenging a defensive back tackler rather than getting hit by, you know, a couple uh, defensive ends, linebackers, and all the bigger type of bodies. And so I, I thought maybe if you kind of follow the design of the blocking scheme, you probably have more positive yards attached to it. But there was also a couple, you know, I mean, just the whole term zone blocking in the running game. It's kind of the same way. There's a couple, you know, maybe four or five plays out there that left a lot of yards on the field because they give so much freedom to the running back to use his vision to go where he wants to go instead of following the exact design and architect of head placement and body placement by the offensive line where they're going to create the seam or the gap. And a lot of times when you cut it back against the grain, you're going against an unblocked tackler. So, you know, I think there's a lot of those things. When you do throw those screens, it's choice and vision. When you throw it to Cole Komet, it's choice and where he thinks the opening's going to be created. And it's the same thing in, in zone blocking in the running game. Tom, could they have won that game with that game plan if Josh Dobbs wasn't in the quarterback <laughs> of the other team? Um, well, you know, Kirk Cousins... You know, he, he is a, he's a good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. He sees the field well. Um, they didn't have Justin Jefferson. And I think if the defensive line, uh, you know, if they can continue to improve at the rate they've been improving and they're using eight guys in rotation, if they can keep fresh bodies attacking a guy that's not as good as an athlete as Josh Dobbs and Kirk Cousins, you know, maybe they would it would have resulted in more sacks. Um, mm. But, you know, I think that the the pressure that they put on Joshua Dobbs and they created an unescapable pocket at times. He threw it to a receiver be, before he was out of his break, and it resulted in a tip ball for an interception. So, you know, I, I, I you know, you're kind of fighting uh, a guy that's only been around the system for three weeks, or Kirk Cousins, who's been in the system for four or five years. Yeah. What uh, as the body of work grows here for Darnell Wright? What do you see? Um, you know, I, I think he's a untapped potential. Um, I think that if once he gets a, a guard that's going to play next to him for 20 to 35 games, I think you'll see a significant improvement in his development. He's definitely got all the tools. He's got the athleticism to pull. He's got the ability to have power, feet, balance, and leverage to have a one-on-one blocking um, uh responsibility against the best of their rushers he understands how to use the snap count um as an asset and you know i i think that uh 
Darnell Mooney, as long as he spends some time in the weight room and continues to improve on the specifics of technique. And, you know, that's the thing about offensive linemen. If we're doing the same interview in five years about Darnell Wright, we're still going to talk about things that he can get better at, how he can improve his game, and what can help him the most. So, you know, offensive linemen, they, you know, they never achieve that, uh, you know, A-plus status. And, um, you know, you're always trying to develop something better and more consistent. Tom, you played the position for a very long time in the NFL. Um, When you watch Tevin Jenkins, we all hope that he can stay healthy. How good is he now and how good do you think he can be if, in fact, he can stay healthy for an entire season? You know, you're kind of answering the question, T. Waddle, if he can stay healthy for a full season. And I said at the beginning of the year, if if, – Tevin Jenkins can have a drama-less year. He can go out there and be one of the most powerful offensive guards in this division. And if he has the opportunity to stay at one side and continue to develop a relationship with the tackle he's playing next to, whomever is going to play center in the future here, um, Tevin has a, a huge upside. But I also think Nate Davis has the same opportunity. I think he can be a really good offensive guard, a nice stabilizing force next to Darnell. But, again, he's going to have to be in there all of training camp. He's going to have to be in there throughout the season. And those guys are going to have to get those, you know, 2,500 or 2,000 reps together so they can see um, a majority of things that can possibly happen to them during the course of a season. What do you want to see coming out of the bye when they take on Detroit, considering the way they blew that game a couple of weeks ago? You know, I, I want them to see. I want to see them. I want to see them go five and zero. Oh. I want to see them beat Detroit. Um, how many games they have left? Five. They have five. Yeah, five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so I want to see them go five and zero. Oh. I want to see them beat Detroit at home. I want to see them beat Green Bay on the road. Uh, they should beat. Well, I take that back. They should beat Arizona. They should beat um, uh, uh, Atlanta. And I think Cleveland's going to be a dogfight. And, you know, the one thing that always scares me about going back to Cleveland is the last time that Justin Fields played there, they did a super disservice with the voluminous count they used. And the defensive rushers, they were never looking at the football. They were watching the tempo of the snap. And they were getting off on the, the snap before the offensive linemen were. So if they go there and if they ask Justin to use a count uh, that doesn't have some deceptiveness to it, they're, they're you know, really um, running into a hornet's nest. Why did he struggle with that? Because it was his first start? Is that just something that you shouldn't put on a young quarterback in that yeah. scenario? Is that uh, why, Tom? I, yeah, first start. And um, the, he wasn't able to develop um, a, a rhythm that moves in different directions on a silent snap count. And, mm. um, there's a, there's a, ver- a variety of ways that you can do that. But in order to do it to a first-time starting quarterback in that environment in Cleveland was really loud that day. And you got Miles Garrett along with some other rushers back then. I think they had Clowney at that time also. That uh, I think it's one of the most difficult circumstances you can possibly put a quarterback in to have consistency in a nonverbal snap count each and every play. Uh, Tom, I know the wins haven't been there as consistency as consistently as we would have liked, but when you look at this roster, where they are now, um, how good is it and, and, and how impressed are you with the, the impact that Ryan Poles' decisions have made on it? 
You know, I'm, I'm impressed with decisions like Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith. No matter what positions they end up in, to evaluate the cornerback position and get it right at the at a second-round pick and a, and a fifth-round pick, and then to bring in uh, free agents like T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. And, you know, from the beginning of the season, they've gotten better each and every week. T.J. Edwards has been one or two in the tackles 10 out of the 12 games. And I think that position, along with Jack Sanborn, is developed, you know, throughout the season to be, a, you know, some of the best linebackers in the division. Uh, guys like Javon Dexter is improving. He's able to use his length as well as his strength to be a solid interior defensive lineman. I think Zach Pickens, his arrow is still pointed up. Um, and, you know, then I guess we'll have to see, you know, how, you know, again, you talked about where Darnell – Darnell Wright is going to go and how they're going to move, um, you know, what they're going to do about the quarterback position and the running back position down the road. Hey, Tom, do you believe there's a disconnect? And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but is there a disconnect with what Justin is most comfortable with and what Luke gets he's most comfortable calling? I don't think there's a disconnect. I just think I still think that Justin is a young quarterback. And, you know, he's learning a coverage. He's looking, he's learning rotation of coverage. Um, at the beginning of the season, he wasn't getting protection from the offensive line that allowed him to develop with patience. Um, so I think, um, you know, still Justin is one of the most dynamic athletes at the quarterback position. But, you know, there's things that he needs to learn as a quarterback, not an athlete playing quarterback, but as a drop-back quarterback playing quarterback. And if he can learn um, like other quarterbacks have throughout their career, the, the kid has, like Darnell, untapped potential. All right, so what are you doing on the bye weekend? Still just watching football? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go to an event. They're having an event that um, Tony Medlin is getting celebrated tomorrow night. Oh, nice. So I'm going to that in Tinley Park. But I am going to watch a lot of college football as well. And uh, – so that uh, you know, that's what I'm doing. It's gonna be a fun Are you gonna watch Michigan and Iowa? Oof. <laughs> I am. That's... I am just because I get in so many conversations with Hilgie about that. Oh. About you know they're getting ready to get rid of their offensive coordinator. They don't score any points. I heard one of the betting guys on ESPN 1000 talk about if you want any sure bets, always bet Iowa in the under. So <laughs> by know. the way, guys, did you know this? Like, uh, uh, it's it's up now. To two and a half, but there was at the start of the week the the line for the total points in the first half by Iowa was point five half half point. point. It was a half a point. It's insane. Half a point half? was what they were projecting them to score. <laughs> Absolutely over under that a half of a point. Absolutely, insane. it's crazy. That is, I you know what I I mean it. I don't have a lot of interest in the game. The only reason I have interest in the game is just to see you know what Harbaugh will do on the sidelines now that he's back and what Iowa's defense will possibly do to Michigan. Do you have a feel, Tom, where Jim Harbaugh, will he be at Michigan next year, if you had to guess, or will he be in the NFL somewhere? Gosh, it depends how many promises he's made to the kids that he's already recruited. I mean, if he went out there and he's on the recruiting trail promising all these kids that he's guaranteeing them that he's going to be there, um, and then all of a sudden he bails on them. I, I think that's a little unfair to the to the kids that he's recruiting. But um, I think there's a lot of teams out there that are going to, 
you know, have big time offers for him if he does uh, tell the community, the football public that he wants to leave. That's where I was going to ask you next, Tom, is do you believe, you know, we all know Jim is Jim. I mean, they're, you know, quirky, however you want to describe it, <laughs> but has a, a, a fantastic resume. Do you believe that the NFL crowd is uncomfortable with him in any way, shape, or form? Mm. No, I think winning is winning. Yeah. And Jim has already proved at an NFL level. He's gone from small college to medium college to NFL level back to big college and proved that he's a winner everywhere. He is a he is a peculiar type of guy, but you know, I listen, I and I played I played for Frank Cush. I played for George Allen. I played for some peculiar NFL head coaches and uh, Jim has some similar traits to them, but there's no denying the fact that he's been successful everywhere he's been. Yeah. Enjoy the bye weekend. Yes. Uh, have fun at the event tomorrow, and it's always a pleasure, Tom. Thanks, Tom. All right, man. Thanks, you guys. See you, buddy. There's See Tom you. there every Friday with Waddle and Sylvia brought to you by UI Health. Best teammate you could ask for. Great. I love him. There are 133 FBS college football programs. Tell me where you think Iowa ranks out of those 133 in total offense in uh, yards per play. Uh, 132. 133. 133. Dead last. Dead last. I, I 4.1. The next closest team, Akron, 4.3. I have for, I will tell you, I'll give you a preview, though. I am going to do the unthinkable. Because we do, we do like it, love it, yeah. taste of it. No, I'm just going to give you a little preview. For my taste, mm-hmm. I, I took over two and a half points in the first half. Did you? I did. I mean, just, all I got to do is kick a field goal. It's the championship game. They lost 42-3 the last time they were in this game I know, against Michigan. I know. Is, is that stupid? Worse. No, it's I not. I may change my mind, uh, but they, at one point it was half. Furman, half a point. Furman gave us great stat yesterday. This is only going to be the 15th time in the last 43 years that a game is going to close with a total under 37 with a point spread north of three touchdowns. And it's it's you know it's as a gambler you look at it you yeah. see it and you're like wait and you so you know why this is only the 15th time it's right. impossible to see a 22 point spread and a total of 34 and a half it's impossible. The underdogs in the previous 14 are 12 and two against the spread. Really? So I do want to just I haven't done it yet. I'm I do want to put Iowa. some couch change on Iowa just to play the trend. But I was texting with a uh, guy I know that is uh, in a professional gambling syndicate and. He said they're well aware of that. They have these guys all pretty much are pulling the same data. And he goes, it, it screams bet Iowa. He goes, we think they might lose 45 nothing." Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> using that trend. That he goes, I got, don't know that they I can know, score a field I know. goal. <laughs> well, that, but I'm using your trend kind of as the explanation for why I'm thinking yes, they can get right. three. Get three points. What Just if like, there's a fumble a or yes. they return a kickoff and it's in yeah. their territory? It's crazy. And they've got ten wins. Yes. It, it is, is absurd. Insane. It's absurd. It's absurd. And it's I got to say, like, listen, uh, with no disrespect meant to, maybe a little disrespect meant to Iowa fans. Maybe a little. Go it ahead. is boring as F to it's, watch it's, them it's play. It's awful. At least they embrace it. They wear, you know, like the punts t-shirt and things yeah. like that. It's kind of funny. Am I stupid for suggesting at least that their defense is good? No, their defense is very good. I right. mean, defense and special teams. Or is it just a product of them playing in the Big Ten? No, I think their defense is pretty okay. good. I do. And they play in a crap you know, crap-ass division, that's for sure. Uh, Josh is in 
Ohio. He wants to say something about the Lewis Riddick conversation from yesterday, which was really good with Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, Josh? Yeah, hey, boys. Appreciate you guys doing my call. Sure. Hey, um, yeah, I wanted to kind of chime in on that Lewis Riddick conversation, and I think you guys touched on it a little bit today, but, like, I think it's super important to, when you start to look at statistics to really differentiate between, like, the college quarterback rushing statistic and the NFL quarterback rushing statistic, right? Like, the college rushing statistic is essentially, like, a net stat, right? So you take yards gained minus sack yards, and that's how it ends up in the box score. Whereas in the NFL, like, it's just yards gained. The sack yards goes towards, like, the team the total. The team total, right. Yeah, it goes towards the team right. total. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you're looking at Justin's, like, 2019 stats, like, he carried the ball a lot. You know, 130-some-odd carries, almost 700 yards, 10 touchdowns over 14 games. And in 2020, he carried the ball 80 yards for over 500 uh, – I'm sorry, 80 times for over 500 yards, five touchdowns in that short eight-game season. Mm-hmm. It, like, when that 2019 offense was really hitting, like, it was that downhill running game that Ohio State relied on, right? Powers, isos, pull pins, inside zone, outside zone. And they paired that with that dynamic downfield play-action passing game. Yeah. Right? Like, if you look at some of those wow throws that Justin made at Ohio State, like, most of them were off that play-action downfield vertical pass. Yeah, those are all good points. I mean, so what, what ultimately, though, what do you think, Josh? Like, they're – do you agree – I mean, like – I, what, do, you, do you agree with what Waddle said about maybe some sort of disconnect between how the OC came up and how he's scheming things and not gelling properly enough with Justin? Or I mean, look, it's it's not college anymore. He doesn't have the best receivers. It's not always going to be You're the not same. Playing he doesn't have the best roster. Where you, right, you throw the post game combo, then you could stand back and I, wait right. for I mean, four I, seconds. I think those points are all good, but you can't expect it to always look the exact same, I guess, when these guys get into the next level. Yeah, I, I get that. I guess, like, really what I'm saying, and, you know, it's kind of a stolen thought from uh, the good kid and all his infinite wisdom that he's kind of been preaching it over the last couple of weeks. Like, is there a willingness up at Hallis Hall to build this thing mm. using blueprint that, like, the Ravens use? Right. Right? Yeah. Right? A real strong commitment to the run, using the quarterback's athleticism, taking shots in the vertical uh, yeah. passing game, off yeah. play action and then really investing in that defense um, so that you're never playing from more than 10 to 13 points from behind. Right. Right. Like, if you don't have that appetite, then, like, let's flip on the Caleb Williams film. Let's flip on the Drake yep. May film. There you go. Thanks, to Josh, this is a good call. Thank you. Um, By the way, the prop- I would just say this in terms of running quarterbacks. In the years that, that he was talking, 2019, where Justin ran for a, had 137 carries. Yeah, at Ohio State. Jalen Hurts had 233. Yeah. So when I say that the styles were different, what I'm telling you is, is like when, when, when Jalen Hurts wasn't just at Alabama, but then he went to Oklahoma, remember? Correct. Where Followed, yes, that offense was built with the dual threat in mind. Justin was capable of doing that at Ohio State, but it wasn't the focal point of what they were trying to accomplish on offense. They had Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Yes. And they didn't have and, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I believe, for at least the first year, uh, didn't they? In 19, he might not have been there till 2020, right? Uh, I'm Jigba, well, they... Yeah, because he was just drafted last year. So Yes, he right? played, yes. So you he had Lave, Garrett Wilson, and you did have in, uh, Smith and Jigba. Oh, he was on that team in yeah. 19? In, well, in 20. In, oh, in, in 20, 2020. Yes, in 2020. Yeah. In 19, think about it. I mean, like, come on. You, you had an embarrassment of riches. 
Yurko's asked that a lot. Like, is he as good as Lamar Jackson? I don't think he is. No, Can I don't. he be? I don't. Lamar Jackson had 36 touchdown passes in his second season when he won the MVP. Justin has 36 touchdown passes total. All right, more of your calls coming up. Sit tight. I, I think you're right. Um, and Waddle's got Waddle's World coming up next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. 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 Let's get weird. Let's get weird. It's Friday. So not only do we have Waddle's World, but we have a little something we like to call Florida or Ohio that's coming up in a bit as well. Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Do you find Waddle's World to be offensive and crude? Uh, Yeah, that's why I love it. Okay, yeah. my next question was going to be, are you okay with it? Absolutely. Really? Love it. Yeah? What's the, uh, do you like the uh, sports updates or do you like the nonsense? No, I like the fun. I like the yeah. nonsense mostly, what yeah. What would you do if you found a severed finger in your salad? Oh. Have you ever be found upset. anything in your food? Not like that. I mean, a hair, sure. I mean, right. not a severed finger. Well, well, so how do you respond? A bug. Seen a bug. Really? Yeah. I, I, that's kind of. Kind of freaky. Uh, that's kind of almost understandable, isn't it? Like mm. a bug. I mean, I, 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 I'm just saying. I don't know. Like, it's not acceptable. Uh, I get it. But like human. The, boy, you know, this is like, I don't know how that happens. Yeah. Connecticut woman sues chopped restaurants after finding severed finger in a salad. The name of the restaurant. C-H-O-P-T. Is chopped. C-H-O-P-T. Finding a severed finger in her salad. Boy, is that irony or what? Uh, Wow. Belonged to an eatery manager who accidentally lopped it off her hand while dicing arugula, according to a new lawsuit. Dicing? Allison Cozy sat down to enjoy a healthy meal at the Chopped Creative Salad Company in Mount Kisco when she made the grisly discovery. Shortly after the plaintiff purchased the salad while she was eating the salad, she realized that she was chewing on a portion of a human finger that had been mixed in and made a part of the salad. That's brutal. That it, to, oh, how do you chop how much arugula? Would it cost Wait a minute, for you? how do you I, chop arugula? I probably you get. Do you know what arugula is? I, you know what arugula is, of right? Yeah, I live with an Italian. I've been married for thirty-two years, Carl. How can you chop arugula? Arugula? I would guess with a knife. But but but, but there's Kevin's no wise chopping ass. I don't know. arugula. But what if you well, it, like? Can you get one of those big ones where you just dent, 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 like that? You know, I don't know. I don't know why you would do it. I don't know why you would either. I've never heard of chopping arugula. I love one of our chef friends. The, have any of you ever in your professional kitchens or otherwise ever chopped arugula? It doesn't I thought make you were going to say you ever cut off a finger. Well, no, my God. I mean, I've got knock on wood. Now, your technique should be right. I mean, yeah. if you're using proper technique. Have you ever injured your... I yes, know you, I've cut myself. How bad? Um, Stitches? Uh, no, I probably needed them the last time I cut my finger, but I didn't. Probably a mistake. I probably could have used them. I just, I, yeah. I was just thinking about, like... I did it peeling a potato with a peeler, peeler. and I caught the end of my Ooh, thumbnail, it hurt. It hurt. took the thumbnail off all the way down to the, it, oh man, it, it burned for like three weeks. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I can't imagine putting a, uh, eating a salad and then you actually put some of the chopped finger in your mouth. That's, that's horrifying. What's the worst thing you've ever found in, in something? I'm telling you, like a bug or a hair, I knock on that's wood. It? I don't even want to. What did you do when you, did you 
Uh, yeah. Did you demand no. everything for free? Are you no. one of those guys? No. What am I, Sylvie? Stand- I mean, come oh, on. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't know why you went there. No, I would. I, I didn't do anything. I, you know, you, you just, just said, I, I got a bug. Come yeah. on, got to get a new one of these. Got to get a new one. Or, you know, like lipstick on a coffee cup or something. That's gross. I found a roach in a salad one time when Cap and I were working at WGN in a salad from a restaurant. Picked up the food. You know, it's like one of those tins with the flat covers on it. Opened it up. Moved the lettuce around and there was a dead roach. A dead roach. You couldn't even think about eating it then. I'd rather the finger than that. That's vile. No. No. I don't know, man. A roach is about the worst thing. That's the worst for me personally. Cockroach is pretty bad. You say cockroach. Cockroach, yeah. Uh, The Leaning Tower in Italy is on high alert for Uh collapse. Is it going to fall? You know, I'm not a structural engineer. It's I not the Leaning that. Tower of Pisa. It's oh. just a Leaning Tower oh, in a, Italy. Oh, there's just it's a Leaning Tower? Island. Yeah, it's not It's not the Leaning Tower. Oh. Yeah. It's just a Leaning Tower. I didn't know there was more than one. Yeah. Look at this. Let me see this. Hold yeah, on. this Hold one on. is, uh, that's just a Leaning Tower Tower in Bologna. Is that, a, is that right? Is that how you pronounce Bologna, that right? yeah. Look in Garcidena, like- Garcidena Tower. That looks like almost a, an obelisk and not even a tower. I don't even know what that means. What's an obelisk? Like uh, the Washington Monument is an obelisk. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been to... I've never been to D.C. I have been. It's one of the things my wife and I said we were going to do this upcoming year. I have Is been. start visiting things. I've never been to the, to the Grand Canyon. I've never been there. That would be fun. I think we go to Vegas, spend several days in Vegas, <laughs> and then rent go. an RV, drive up to... I think maybe the other way around, no? No. Why? I'd like to finish in Vegas. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, either so. way, we do like uh, what Cap did. We do the rim to rim. Uh, I'm not doing that. Do rim to rim, and then we go to Vegas and we party. We celebrate. Let's but do where it. do you fly into? That's a good question. You I don't probably know. fly. I'll, I definitely would do that. I don't and know. then you get a you, you get an RV, and yeah. then yeah, you could do the reverse. Okay, I would just do the reverse. You could you could talk me into that. It'd be fun. Definitely. So what do they do with that tower then? The structural uh, you, engineers. You, you stay to... away from it. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I think you don't. It's in the middle of a crowded. Square. I don't think you go to the cafe at the base of it. I wouldn't. Uh, a protective metal cordon will be erected to contain erected erected contained debris resulting from a possible collapse wow holy cow listen how old this thing is how do they it's it's been there since the 12th century oh my god how do you i mean how did they know how to put stuff up in the 12th century oh you go back even farther than that and think about some of the things they built and what they accomplished do you think it was done by aliens no i don't really i think that's absurd i think you do i think you should i I think you should think about it I had a story here that the, the headline of this is just horrible. I don't think I can say it. You gotta be careful. I had a different one like yesterday. The guys told me I couldn't say it, so I won't say it. Uh, but I do have one? some uh, nonsense. Um, I, I kind of want to go there, but um, <laughs> I love watching the internal dialogue right now going on in your head. Like, should yeah. I say it? Should I not? I mean, just think. I I don't think I can do it. If it went in doubt, leave it out. That's the general rule. Really? Um, yeah. I think so. I don't know. You read the read the Justin, headline. And you tell know? Me. Read the headline and just tell me. Just read it to yourself. Just how horrible that is. Yeah. yeah it's uh, kind of. Is, is that a, is a bad ending? Yeah, it's probably. Got a bad ending. That's okay, a- you want to talk Bulls? Bulls and Bucks. Last sure. night the Bulls beat the Bucks one twenty one thirteen with no. Uh, Zach and no Demar. 
which has probably led people to come to a lot of really oh, loud of conclusions. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hot takes. How about the Bucks didn't give a rat's ass about last night's game? Yeah, maybe not. Uh, that could be. They sure didn't do a very good job of trying to make sure uh, Caruso didn't get a good look at the end of the game. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better look and a better shot. You still got to make it. I get that. But that was that's easy peasy for those guys. You want to make $20? Sure. The hard what, are way what, are you, what are you willing to do for 20 the bucks? The hard way? I will give you $20 if you can give me teams one through five in the exact order of the AP Top 25 College Basketball Rankings. AP Top 25 College Basketball? Ponger, you're not eligible. I, I, there's no, like, if Yurko were here, he could do it. I know. Uh, I was trying to see whether or not the, the Yurko has rubbed off on you. What number? Not you got to get him correct. I'll give you 10 if you get all five. I'll give you 20 if you get them all correctly right, how about, in order. Let me just try to get the five. Okay. Like Kansas. Yes. Kentucky. <laughs> no. Damn. So you're out. I'm already out. Yeah. Didn't take Keep long. going, though. Arizona. Arizona, yes. I'm not in college basketball mode, man. Keep I mean, coming. I'm in, Come on. I'm, I'm in football mode. Let's go. Uh, Arizona. You got Arizona and Kansas. Um, Pottinger, can you help him? St. John's. Big Ten team. St. John's. Uh, I'm kidding. Purdue. Purdue's one. There you go. Purdue. 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 The team uh, KU's playing tonight. I, that doesn't help me. And the team they lost to. Uh, that would be... Like he's a Kansas fan. That, I know, that doesn't help. Wait, no, I do know who they you, lost you, to. You, you know both these and who they're playing tonight. Uh, it's a beautiful breed of dog. Uh, the Salukis. Uh, hold the on. Salukis. <laughs> no, it's not the Salukis. It's the, uh, it's the Bulldogs. It's the Zags. It's the... It's a it's Husky. Gonzaga. It's the Huskies. Yeah, it's UConn. It's, it's four. UConn. And Marquette is three. And so Marquette. I forgot about Marquette. It's there Purdue one, Arizona two, Marquette three, UConn four, and Kansas five. There you go. Shaka's got, got him going, man. I got zero appetite for college basketball No, not right in now. No, December. We've got football. I, I, come on. Where do you sit on the whole Aaron Rodgers Coming back from the I think it's thing. ludicrous. He's not ruling anything out. I, I don't buy any of it. Thank you, Carm. I think it's seven. I think it's ludicrous. I don't. I, I honestly don't know what's going on. I, I, I don't. I, that you you if you can't be forty, have ACL uh, Achilles surgery, excuse me, in September and come back in December. I'm sorry. I, I'm not a doctor. Okay. I'm also. I mean, you, you know, you learn a certain thing or two as you go through in this life. Yeah. What is it? What, like, what did you learn? Well, I've learned that you can't come back from an Achilles tear in three months. When did uh, Cam Akers come back? Did he come back he, in the calendar he, year? Did he come no, back in the postseason? he came post back season? like in five months, which was amazing. And I then he, he tore it. And then he tore it again. Yeah. And he's 15 years younger than Aaron Rodgers. Do you know who's the first person that did that, I think? That, that it wasn't the Achilles. It was the, the think about old school, not old, old school. But the guy that came back tore his ACL early in the season, came back and played in the postseason. Tore his ACL? Defensive back. Come on, you're good at this wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, defensive back that tore his ACL and then played I believe in the he, I believe it was in the, in the, in the, it may have gone to the Super Bowl. Oh, we t- it's got to be somebody recent if you're my making age. that. Oh, Maybe a little really? younger. Little, no, a little young, younger. Not my, he's not my age. I was going to say, that's amazing. I'm old as hell. The, Is that what you were going to say? Well, no, but I mean, just you'd think that that's something recent because the meta, the technology's so much better. Oh, my. Take it back. He's older than me. What? Yes. Torres ACL came back and played in the postseason. I hope I'm right. I, you know, Merton sometimes. Hanks. No. 
That's a great guess. <laughs> what was so good about Merton Hanks? I played against him when he was the just the 49ers. We were just talking about him the other day. The day that, that he neck, had the longest neck the on the long, face of the plate. We were just talking Boy, about him. was he good, though. He was good. Rangy and good. Uh, Rod Woodson. Don't oh, you Rod remember Woodson. when Rod yeah, Woodson right tore his, his ACL, I think, like in preseason, one of the right preseason games, and came back and played the Super Bowl for the Ravens, if That's I'm re- not mistaken. That's remarkable. Oh, in the Ravens Super Bowl? Was, was it that the Ravens or was it the Steelers? No, that could have been. Yeah, I don't know. That could have been. That's incredible. Isn't it? I mean, that is a good yeah. – I, I do believe I that that know. is Do you accurate. think he's coming back? If he comes back just to take one snap, just it, like – you can't, I mean, I know he's vain as the day is long. What are, we doing? What are you doing at that point? I'm with you. What and by we- the way, if you th- – I would say – and he's been medically cleared to at least practice or participate in practice – can you imagine if, like, somebody was chasing him and he had to plant his foot and try to get away? No. They're 4-7. and seven. They've got a 1% chance of getting to the postseason. The whole thing's goofy. It's stupid. And, he and loves it, this. I bet he loves it, though. If you're one of his teammates, you've got to be like, hey, like, no. How about that quarterback situation in New York this year? And at least DeVito gives him something to cheer about. It's unbelievable. Pies on power, baby. All right, when we come back, uh, a little something you'll be exposed to, a little something we call Florida or Ohio. We'll see what Pottinger's got in store. I think this is your maiden voyage of Florida or Ohio, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. Screw it up. (laughs) Guess that's a yes. We'll see what he's got when we come back. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals, random stabbings, or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. By the way, just be aware that this is when crazy really kicks into overdrive. The holiday season. Crazy crazy gets even crazy. I know it. Uh, Do we have the, uh, where's the sponsor sheet over there? Usually, uh, do you have that in there, Justin? Why don't you read it? I can read it. It's brought to you by 19 Crimes. That's correct. You know, uh, all the fancy words that Sylvie uses I to describe don't. it. I know he talks about the Cali Red, yeah. the Cali Gold. He likes right? the uh, he likes it all. Drinks it all. It's good Bottle stuff. Bottle at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. Good stuff. Well, and you're not supposed to do something like. Um, I'll get it. I'll get it later. Hey, Go ahead. 19 own. Crimes yeah. Wine. 19 Crimes is unapologetic, unapologetic by nature, yes. disruptive by design, yes. and believes obedience gets you nowhere. There That's you go. true. I Check like out it. the wine aisle and start defying the rules Thank with you, 19 Kevin. Crimes Thank today. You, Boom. Well done. All right, Justin. Come on. All right, Justin. All right, Justin. All right, Justin. All right. Uh, a policeman arrests somebody of shooting another for not sharing his potato chips. Oh, we had this one earlier in the week on oh, Wednesday. You, oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. So you well, know. First I have of a backup all. unless Carm wants to guess and uh, z You know too. what? Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, somebody shooting somebody over potato chips? It was outside a gentleman's club, right? Am I right about that? Uh, this happened yesterday. Right, but it was outside a gentleman's club, wasn't it? No, this wasn't yesterday. We had this. Maybe this is another one. It Maybe no again. chance. Now you don't know. No chance that another potato guy got chips. shot in the face over not sharing potato chips. All right, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Let, let Carm guess. Then. Was it outside of a, night, uh, a gentleman's club? He doesn't sure, know. Justin. No, it wasn't. No. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Where yes. was it? 
Well, don't tell him. I can't say. This could be a new story. Oh, actually, it might have been. Okay. Of course, yes. All right, not, uh, Gentlemen's Club, I'm going to go potato chips. Boy, potato chips leads me to bad. I'll say Florida. Okay, now I will tell you what I voted. I voted Tampa. Because, oh, yeah, Tampa Strip Club. So, right, because, yeah. like, who else? No, it was, it was in Ohio. Ohio. Am I right? Ohio? It is Ohio, yes. Can you believe that? Columbus. Since we I already had this one. That? Columbus. In Another Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. Why does everybody... Uh, Get all crazy in Columbus. What do you mean? Let's <laughs> everyone get crazy in That's Columbus. Awesome. That is crazy. Did you did you have an, another one that isn't already been told? Yes, I can pull it up. Two seconds. I texted it to Aki. Let me pull see. It pull it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. All right, man was banned from motels after new trespassing. New trespassing. Well, give me a little bit of clarity here. What was he doing? Uh, it just says the 47-year-old man is now banned from blank motels after a public nudity incident. Well, I mean, you can name the hotel as long as the city's not involved in a name. Yeah, like is it a Red Roof Inn? I don't think it's a peninsula. No. <laughs> It's not a four seasons. I don't think Are you so. sure? Um, what the hell? I'll guess. Uh, you know, nude. Uh, it's you a don't little warmer be, in Florida. Yeah, you don't claim, nude he, claims, he claims all of his clothes were in the washing machine mm, at the time. So. I'm just having a little more comfortable in the warmer weather running around. I'm going to say Florida. I'll go Tampa as well. Okay, Florida. I'm going to go Tallahassee. Kevin, you got a guess? I'm going to go against the grain and go with Ohio. Of course you are. Yeah. Kevin is right. It is Ohio. Damn, Ohio. Two Ohio's Bunch today. of debauchery happening what was, in Ohio. What was the uh, hotel chain? Ramada. Uh, That's where we used to party. Oh, there was it a, it a, does not there say. Was a I only have a screenshot. I don't they know the whole story. a great hot tub. Right when you get on Reed Hartman Highway. That's so, like, awesome. we would go to, like, our different dances, whether it was prom or homecoming or whatever else. We wouldn't even rent a room. We would just, after, we would, we would come into the the hotel you'd get changed and you just jump in the hot tub hey party they got wise to party it like we, it's they 1983 yeah. baby and then we go across the street to the red roof of course do we have time for a call or no we got a break don't we we're gonna talk to Tausch coming up we gotta take we gotta service these callers we promise we'll uh, we have a lot of discipline i have zero no, well, listen, we got to we stay on the clock okay. and right. uh, we're gonna talk to Tausch. Right? okay so clock. we'll we'll talk to Tausch at the top of the hour we don't yeah. need to spend 20 minutes getting an update no, on the No, we'll Green talk Bay to Tosh for a few, and then we'll, and then take, we'll take these calls. calls. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back.